The Bad and Ambitious Podcast is an unfiltered and authentic podcast where I will be discussing topics relating to self-improvement, finance, and relationships. I'm redefining what a bad bitch is, and I'm giving you the tools to be your most well-rounded and confident self. Follow me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to podcasts. For up-to-date information and motivational content, follow my Instagram at the Bad and Ambitious Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello baddies and welcome back to the Bad and Ambitious podcast. On today's episode, I have a very special guest named Jalet Michelle and we're going to talk about blogging and how to make money as an influencer, more specifically for her with travel influencing. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm Jalet. Um, I'm a blogger and a freelancer and I run... um, a travel and remote work focused blog called Jolly Michelle. Um, I started blogging in 2017 and pretty much right off the bat started working with brands and making money. Um, also like feel free to interject at any time if I'm rambling. (laughs) Um, so my first ever collaboration actually was with the Ritz Carlton (laughs) in Bali. Um, and at that time I had about 2000 Instagram followers and only about 2000 hits on my blog, but I went in, I pitched them anyway, and they said, yes. Um, obviously I didn't get a comp stay at their resort, but they did do like this beautiful eight course lunch at their new restaurant. Um, my food was calm. My drinks were calmed. I'm like riding in this golf buggy through the Ritz Carlton <laughs> on my way to a lunch date with their marketing manager. That was my first ever collaboration, right? And so at that point I was like, okay, there's there's something to this and clearly I'm doing something right in how I'm marketing myself. Um Okay, wait, I want to ask you, how did you even start blogging? <laughs> um so Back in, I think, 2016, I moved to Australia um, with, at the time, my boyfriend, um, and we broke up shortly after, of course. That's how it Um, (laughs) It always goes like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So after we broke up, my visa there was kind of in jeopardy. And so, because I was initially like planning on doing a partner visa with him. So my visa expired. um, And at that point, you know, like I was doing the whole post breakup solo girl thing. I was living in a new city. So I booked a trip to, to Bali, um, which is where this collaboration happened actually. But um, I started doing like these, these trips alone. Um, and all my friends were asking, like, can you post more photos? Like I started getting an Instagram following. So I started a blog to kind of like document where I was going and what I was doing. And that sort of like naturally started scaling. Um, and at the time, you know, blogging was very much established but it was nothing like it is now right yeah, like for sure everyone is the blogger so yeah at, at that time I was like you know what there's other people making money from this I'm like going and traveling and like taking photos and doing all this stuff why don't like 
why shouldn't I be able to make money from this too? So you did this on the side or did you have a job or you didn't have a job? Mm -hmm. Um, So I worked remote. I've been working remotely since 2017. So this has like always been a side hustle for me. And, you know, if I was like more focused, it probably would be full-time income. But yeah, at the moment, it's just like a very solid side income. Okay. That's pretty cool. Because for me, so I kind of had a similar story. Not really. It didn't start with a breakup, but I (laughs) traveled abroad in Rome and I was very scared to even go downstairs and like walk around the block by myself. And I took two semesters of Italian before going. I speak Spanish, so it was a little easier. I definitely try to like assimilate in the culture and like I tried my best to like really take it um take this opportunity to like you know just get outside of my comfort zone and whatnot and like by the end of my semester like I was going places alone communicating in Italian and I now know how to like plan any trip ever like people (laughs) like you know people come to me for advice and it's like having to repeat the same shit over and over again is kind of annoying you know and Mm -hmm. like sometimes you miss certain things so for me I made a blog, which I definitely am not active on, but my friend helped me come up with the, like my brand name, I guess, of like the traveling archie because I studied architecture. So naturally, uh, I was like, wondering about that. I like yeah. that. <laughs> so it's like traveling as like an architect or whatever, like, you know, we see things differently. And I just started sharing my little tips and I was taking pictures and people, sometimes I don't want to be annoying with sharing so much with trips because sometimes I feel bad that other people. <laughs> taking these trips but I get a lot of feedback like oh my god like we want to see more like please post like you know people are like Mm -hmm. asking me so I have to give the people you know what I mean (laughs) yes and the thing is like not everyone has the opportunity to travel like this and I think it's something like we have to be conscious of as creators or whatever you want to call it like it's like a mix of what Like, how much should I share? Like, what's oversharing? Do people, are people going to feel inspired? Or are they going to be like, she's showing off? Like, it's a very fine line. Yeah. And I also want to sometimes talk about the bad things that happen when you travel. Because Mm -hmm. everyone always just shows, like, the pretty pictures. But I've had trips where, like, something happens and, like, I almost missed the flight and it's not my fault or something bad happens or you know that's the reality of traveling and I also want to one day talk about that too because that also teaches you how to like adapt to situations where you don't know the language or you don't know anyone you don't know what the fuck to do like (laughs) yeah prepared for that as well like it's not just you don't just travel just to travel like you travel to like talk to the people that actually live there like you don't just travel as like a photo op in a country that's super poor and you know like there needs to be a balance and you can't use people like as props and like you know what I mean there's just so much Mm -hmm. that goes into it and the intentions but I feel like you have the same intention that that I do like it's fun and maybe it's like not that deep you know what I mean like it's just yeah inspirational reality the reality like it's our life and it's like we're just in some ways like helping people like get ideas and resources and maybe be inspired to take that trip because some people like me I was scared and now like I can go anywhere yeah everyone's scared like I can go anywhere now and figure (laughs) it out I know how to like 
I know how to take a train. Like I know how to, the point is of just like figuring it out. Some people can't figure it out. So mm-hmm. it's taught That's me a lot. So empowering, right? Because I used to be the exact same as what you said. Like I could not even go grocery shopping by myself. I was like terrified to do anything alone. I was like scared of judgment from everyone. And so like traveling, especially traveling alone has been like really empowering, like as cheesy as that sounds, because like it's helped me realize like, you know what? One, I don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. (laughs) And two, like I I can do all of this myself. Like I don't need I don't need anyone. Yeah. And no matter what happens, either way, you probably won't see these same people again. So Yeah, who cares? I mean I'll pick up my tripod. I'll bust out my tripod in the middle of a busy street. (laughs) Like I'm fine with that. And that makes you you don't even like realize like that makes you grow as a person. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like you like as a woman, like you kind of um practice your intuition and I've only done I've done like fake solo trips where like I've met people in the place but I do a lot of like I go to the airport and like usually fly alone a lot and I actually love it because no one is like making me late and I just do whatever I want and it's just like I love being in an airport I love being on a plane and some people don't even like to travel it's like that blows my mind some people hate the airport they hate like they'll do anything to avoid it but for me, like, that's where I feel free. As, like, lame mm-hmm. as that sounds, like, I feel like myself. I feel like my <laughs> best self when I'm traveling. Like, I feel prettier. <laughs> like, I feel. Yeah, me too. No, I completely get it. I'm like, this is my true self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. And then uh... also, kind of, I want to talk about, like, how we even started to, like, get this conversation. But mm-hmm. PR company reached out to me to do a collab like they reached out to me and I'm like okay like I'm not anyone but like okay (laughs) (laughs) but I like put this proposal together and I googled like hotel specifically hotel proposals or whatever Mm -hmm. and your thing popped up and I'm like that (laughs) name looks super familiar and I saw that we followed each other so I'm like let me just reach out and then this is how this happened but oh that's so funny (laughs) I feel like it was meant to be (laughs) yeah and like it down really well so I'm like this is cool like I feel like other people people need to know the potential of where you can take it with social media because I feel like a lot of people want to do it Mm -hmm. but don't know how and they don't also don't know like the work it takes to even put together one post yeah and I think also maybe lack like the the confidence to be like you know what I I do deserve this I am I do have value. Like I'm qualified for this. Like what you said before, you know, you were like, this company reached out to me and like, I'm a nobody, but you know, they reached out to you, right? Like, yeah, (laughs) that means, that means like you've got something that they want. Yeah. And the hotel's like pretty nice. And also like a few, maybe like two years ago before the pandemic, the Hilton Garden Inn, which is like (laughs) the side chick of it's not like not a nice hotel but (laughs) whatever they invited me they had invited me to like this local like dinner thing on like a friday night and i was was like what the fuck like this is so random but i was like fuck it like they invited me i'm gonna go and they're like asking asking me about like my blog and i'm like trying to like half-ass this situation because i'm like (laughs) i was i couldn't like 
be like, oh, like, I don't even do anything. You know what I mean? Like, why am I here? <laughs> I'm I, literally I, I nothing. To, <laughs> like, I had yeah. to talk myself up. And they were, like, super interested in me. I'm like, what? what is going on? Because there were, like, older people that, like, had podcasts. And, like, they flew out some girl from, like, another little event. And they had, like, this full, like, four-course meal with, like, appetizers and entree, like, dessert and drink. This, like, happy hour thing. So I felt cool. And I don't know how they find, like, my email. But <laughs> I guess it's for something. I don't know. So... We can start talking about how you made your first money in affiliate commission. Because I think a lot of people don't know what that is, too. So can you explain? So basically what affiliate marketing is, um, it's very different than like a brand deal. Um, If you're doing a brand collaboration, that's where, you know, someone sends you a product or they send you to their hotel. You post about the product and they pay you like super straightforward. Affiliate marketing is where you promote a product, whether that's like on your site, Instagram, whatever, um, but you don't get paid directly for the promotion. You get paid a commission if anybody makes a purchase. So that can be like a really, really lucrative money-making opportunity because people shop, you know, like all the freaking time. Yeah. Um, So... You don't need to be like a large scale blogger to make money from affiliate marketing. I earned my first hundred just from affiliates when I had like under a thousand views a month on my blog. So I think, yeah, like from the very beginning, um, I've just tried to be really like strategic about how I monetize my business. And yeah, it's paid off. So I think there's ways that literally any blogger, whether you have a thousand followers or like a hundred thousand followers, like there's ways that you can be making money right now. Yeah. And there's to do affiliate marketing. So there's like Google, oh, not Google. Well, there's Google guys, mm-hmm. but there's Amazon. You can have like an Amazon storefront, things that you normally mm-hmm. do that people already ask you for. So like, oh, where did you get that outfit? Or like, that backpack you posted it's just natural so like obviously why not make money off of it and there's like like to know it which is more like fashion based but Mm -hmm. they also have like walmart on there sometimes like i shop on my own links and i make money that way too yeah me too i do that all the time i make loads of money from that like that's also an option let's just get something back when you shop yeah exactly and then also there's like share a sale there's so many different outlets to mm-hmm. make money and it's it's worth it if you put the time in yeah it's a way if like you put in what you you get out what you put into it mm-hmm. yeah and you have to be intentional and like smart about it too right like you can't just kind of throw out a link here and there like the the way to actually scale this into like a successful business is like having a strategy for it. So creating content that's like built around affiliate links instead of just like popping them in like randomly as you're working. Um, Just have intention. Yeah. And it can't be overdone because that's annoying. (laughs) Yeah. No one wants to see you posting an ad like every two seconds. Yeah. People aren't into that. You don't want to feel like you're being sold to. You want it to feel 
natural. Yeah, exactly. Like a really good, um, I know, like I, I hate to support them and it's like a big kind of issue in like the influencer space or whatever right now, but Amazon is like a really, really solid affiliate marketing platform because they convert so well. Yeah. Like their, um, their commission rates are really low, but their conversion rate is really, really high. So like basically if you can get someone to click an Amazon link, 20% of the time you're going to make a sale. Like, yeah. And it's whatever they buy. It doesn't have to be what you specifically yep. posted about. Like if you just get them on Amazon and they buy like a thousand dollars of whatever, mm-hmm. you will get money from that. Yeah, it's the full cart. That's like that's the reason why everyone advertises for Amazon is because it like it basically sells itself and yeah, you make commission on their full cart. So like that's a really good option even if you're just starting out. Yeah, but also I had I remember I had applied for it when I only had like a 2000 or less than that 2000 or 1500 and then I was getting denied and then one day I just was like let me just try again and then I got accepted so you just have to keep on trying and yeah. it doesn't hurt and like regardless people I feel like they just kind of want free shit for doing nothing <laughs> but you need to provide yeah. value at the end of the day like you need to content and provide value because some people I'm sorry I don't want I mean I guess I'm gonna talk people just post to post and it like it mm-hmm. is weird it makes me feel like weird about you know what I mean like I don't trust them yeah I mean I think the whole the whole point of this side of the business is providing value and it's to everyone like I want to create content that feels good to me I want to create content that's going to provide value to a brand since they're paying me to like get a return. I want it to create value for my readers and my followers because I don't want to seem like a freaking sellout who's just taking like every skincare collaboration that comes my way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there's like a lot of different factors that go into it, I think. Yeah, and I feel like people don't know about it, which is good that we're talking about it because I remember I just had to learn along the way and, like, no one really taught me anything. Mm-hmm. And also, like, back then, it wasn't the same as it is now. Yeah, I mean, before, it was kind of, like, the wild, wild west of influencering or whatever. Like, no one knew what the hell they were doing. There was no structure to any of it like brands didn't have budget um yeah now I see people I used to just like accept products and if it's worth my time I'll do it like if it's worth my time for sure but I used to accept like the most random shit but now I'm like no like sometimes a product that's $15 is not worth three hours of my time and I'm like fuck exactly unless I really like it like I'll do it but in the end the company's I'm being in the negative with my time, my energy, and money because I might have to, like, buy something to complement the product. But now I'm seeing that, like, they'll give me the product and they'll give me money on top of that. Yeah. And I mean, your time has value and access to your audience has value. And I think people shouldn't discount that just, like, because you want to get in on it, right? Like, if a brand 
wants to send you a bag of chips and they want like an Instagram <laughs> post and like three stories, you know, it's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, for sure. I definitely but have I wouldn't... accepted like little <laughs> things like that, but then like, I like, wouldn't even do that if you paid me. Like, I'm not going to advertise chips. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> my followers like... know that it, I don't care about that. So, like, <laughs> or it's like they'll send you like this weird, like they'll want to send you like a weird medical product, and you're like, for why? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is a wrong audience. Like, they're cheaping themselves out because they're they also don't have like a vision and value, and they're just trying mm-hmm. to like give it to anyone. I feel like people need to be aligned with like what their purpose is. It can't be inauthentic. Yeah, exactly. So that just comes back to the whole thing of like you need to have like a very cohesive idea of like what you want your brand to be and like how you want to market yourself. And then like once you know that, then sure you can go out and get collaborations because that's going to be more effective to market to brands and it's going to resonate better with your followers anyway. Yeah. I feel better to you. Yeah. And I think also being patient too, like the time will come when people are going to come to you because before I haven't really Mm -hmm. reached out to like hotels and stuff or whatever, but like now they're reaching out to me. So in the end, (laughs) it's whatever little work I'm doing is actually coming to fruition. And Another thing is, like, back then, it was mostly about, like, huge influencers, but I think they're realizing that they want micro-influencers because there's more trust with the people that you know than, like, a big celebrity that you don't even know, like, if they're faking it or, like, they're just getting someone. You know, it's, like, kind of more about money. Like, they're really not using the product day-to-day. Yeah, and again, like, it's a more targeted audience, right? Like, if you can come back and say, hey, I have five or 10,000 followers, but, like, I know they book hotels like this all the time. I have all this data. I know what they like. I know, like, their age group. I know their spending habits. That's, like, way more useful than, say, someone with 400,000 followers, but they're all, like, 18 and have no money. Like, they're not going to stay at a five-star resort, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, for me, the people that reach out to me, the hotel is in Miami, I live in West Palm. So Mm -hmm. it's like a short drive. So for them, it would look, it's legit. Like, I'm not having to fly anywhere. Like, literally just drive there. People (laughs) in my audience can get there, like, on a train if they needed to, you know what I mean? (laughs) So like, it makes sense. And people need to also realize, like, okay, if I'm working with a brand, or they want to work with me, like, does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I at the very like beginning of my career, um, that same Bali trip, actually, I worked with four or five hotels during that one trip. And that was like my first ever PR thing. Um, and one of the hotels was in the city that I'd been to before that like, I knew that I hated. <laughs> but I was like, so excited that I was getting a free hotel <laughs> that I was like, I'm gonna I said yes. And then I, like, had the worst time ever, right? Because I knew I didn't like it there. Like, I had a hard time creating content because, like, I didn't like the hotel that much. I didn't like the city that much. So, like, that was a very good lesson for me of, like, think about what, like, what things you're taking on and, like, what makes sense to you. And, like, don't accept something just because it's 
like a collab that's coming your way. Like you don't have to take on everything. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Because then that takes away time from either you just not doing anything at all and enjoying your life or like you making Mm -hmm. for another opportunity and preparing for the opportunity. Yeah. And I mean, also there's just, there's so many more opportunities I think than people realize. And I feel like sometimes we like hold ourselves back a bit because we're scared that like we're going to get a no, but like there's nothing wrong with, you know, shooting for it and getting a no again, like that first trip. Um, I pitched to this hotel group in Bali and I'd like kind of checked out their Instagram beforehand and I'd seen the last people that they hosted. It was like a press trip of all these like big name bloggers, like 200,000, 500,000 followers. I was like, um, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to pitch them anyway. So I did, and they said yes, and I not only got, like, one hotel, they hosted me at three of their hotels. So oh, I had, wow. like, a, yeah, I had, like, a week free in, like, these glorious properties as, oh, like, wow. a basically beginner blogger. And so, like, that, too, was, like, why was I afraid <laughs> to send this pitch? Like, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. Yeah, content they can prove to other people like here this is what I did this is my package for this place and then you can like move up the ranks which is pretty cool exactly yeah and the further you go the more um the more content you have the stronger your content is you have maybe bigger name brands that you can put on your media kit um you have more data that you can show to brands and say look like I worked with this hotel or this brand and like this was the return. Like, I know that I can offer you some value here. Like, that's all super helpful in locking down new collaborations, too. Yeah. So you said you make money through. So hotels, mm-hmm. they give you free days and they pay you on top of that at this point. Um. So it kind of depends. It's about 50-50, I would say. Um, usually, if I'm just doing Instagram it's just a free stay. Um, and I also ask for something else to be comped like the food or like spa or something like that. Um, if it's also a blog feature, then yeah, they have to pay me because, um, my blog is like the main driver of, of hotel bookings for me. So I know that I can go to the hotel and say this many people book hotels, uh, like, like partner hotels through my site every month. Um, These are my stats. Like I know that this is going to provide you this return. And here's the rate that I've set for this collaboration and see what they say. That's cool. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) I feel like to get rejected, like, yeah, you might feel bad about it, but like this is all virtual. So it's not like you're doing it in person. Yeah. And the thing is that's, like with any other job, right? Like you send out a resume to apply for a job half the time you don't hear back. Like, yeah, it's the that's same true. thing. <laughs> you can't expect to hear back from every brand. You might not even get a no. They might just ignore you. <laughs> and like, yeah, exactly. That's, that's fine. Like you just need to get one. Yes. So. You like try to pitch to different places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm traveling, 
I'm kind of, to be honest, I'm kind of like a slob at this. So I'm like not organized enough. I would not recommend like doing the strategy that I do, which is like maybe a few weeks before I go, I'll like send out like a flurry of pitches to hotels and just see what I can get. Um, I think kind of like the industry standard is more like four to six weeks out. Um, and at that time you get like a sense of what hotel availability, because obviously there's no point pitching if they're booked. Um, you can get a sense of like, maybe their marketing is focused on some new feature. Like maybe they have a new restaurant menu. Maybe they have like a spa feature. Maybe they have a new pool or something. So that's like all things that you can highlight in your pitch is like, oh, my followers, my readers really love stuff like this. I would, I'd be thrilled to create content highlighting this like new feature of yours so those are all things that you can include um but yeah i would say like that that time frame four to six weeks is the sweet spot i wouldn't wait like as long as i normally wait because (laughs) you just like you won't get as good of results yeah that's true and i like what you said in your article that you too like you have to do research you can't just then like and you have to make them feel like you actually care about this place and like you need people to see it and like only you can save them you know because if not that's really how many people you know are probably sending them the same thing so you need to stand out yeah I mean from the PR side I've heard that there are hotels out there like not even five-star hotels like just your run-of-the-mill hotel that get like 50 to 100 pitches a day from influencers so like you need to do something that's going to make yours stand out or it's going to go straight in the trash and they're never going to look at it again yeah so you easily set yourself apart if you do like literally any research about the hotel like anything anything you can throw in that like tells the marketing person oh my god this person actually put in the effort to learn about my property and like not just send a mass email to like 50 different hotels today. Like that's already going to show them that you know what you're doing and you're a professional. Yeah, for sure. Cause people, the thing I want to like take away from people's mind is that people like hate on influencers or whatever for like getting all this free shit, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it takes work. Like just even sending emails and like, I don't really do it on like a major scale, but I get a lot of free products. Like I have so many skincare things and like (laughs) there's like so much stuff that I don't even have to promote. Like I just get it to review, which is pretty cool. But at the same time, it's like, there's so much shit that goes behind. Like, I mean, I don't want to complain about all this free shit, but it's like, it's still time out of my day that I have to like try the product open the box for yes. me I have to like open the box oh, no. it's so hard <laughs> but like you know it does take it, time yeah it does take time to like when I do have to promote it like take pictures like two days ago I realized that I never posted the picture about this fucking damn shampoo thing and it was due that night so I had to like oh get in gosh. the shower and like <laughs> use a product wash my hair like you know smell it and like make it seem like 
you know, like just try to create the image for it. And yeah. I mean, it's a normal brand that a lot of people know about, but like I genuinely like wanted to try it out. <laughs> and like, fuck, I realized yeah. that it was due in like three hours. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I have to do something. I have to do it now. <laughs> I know. And I think also that's like part of why it's so funny, right? That people think like, influencing or whatever is so like easy and there's no work required like I know it's not like hard or like unpleasant work like let's be realistic like taking a shower with free shampoo is like not you know it's not like that hard yeah but it, but it is like it's time out of your day it is marketing it is like there's work that goes into it and I think Maybe some some people are kind of like freeloaders and they know that like a brand's not going to get any value out of that collaboration and they like just want a free hotel or like a free product. And I personally think that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. But for like everyone else, you know, it really is like a, a joint business venture. Like you are providing me with a product or – a fee or something and I'm providing you with revenue and advertising and marketing content like that's all really really valuable and it's not me just being like a freeloading whatever like it's me putting in the work to deliver a valuable service to a brand which I deserve to get paid for in my opinion yeah exactly and it's like the traveling thing like you were already doing it so why not make money off of it and like for me even before like I was getting free shit like people would be like they would really trust my my word and my opinion so Mm -hmm. already like sharing things so like why not make money off of it and people come to me like all the time for opinions and all that stuff so I definitely the thing is also like I care a lot and like sometimes even for this shampoo thing like I take so many pictures and I mm-hmm. post I can't like I can't just like take a picture and just post it like no I have to like take a million and like everything has to be perfect and that yeah. even just <laughs> extends the time so much more when I feel like other people they just take one picture they're like fuck it like no like <laughs> it was my fault that I realized it was due that day but other times I get ready morning like I have to pick a cute outfit like there's so many things that go behind it and Mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's it's it can be stressful (laughs) for sure yeah and I mean I also like what you said too though that you like care about your relationship with your audience right and like people trust you and they trust your recommendations like why would you want to ruin that yeah exactly (laughs) And, like, one time I posted about this product, and it was, like, it looked like it was not half empty, but it definitely was not full. (laughs) And I was, like, this is not – this is, like, weird. I posted it, and I don't know if I – I think I tagged the brand, which maybe I shouldn't have. But (laughs) then the company that I did it through, they're, like, well, we don't want you to post about it. And I'm, like, okay, cool. Like, but – Thanks for the product. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes if you're honest, like, obviously they don't want a bad review, but – you kind of have to like know when to like not just do it to do it and they're not going to hate you for it like at the end of the day like you're one of probably a thousand they sent that shit to so exactly it's really not a loss for them but like you definitely should care about what you're doing and what you're promoting because before I would take anything like because it was fun and like it was like like, why would I now it's like I mean I think that comes with experience but Mm -hmm. I feel like I could take this to the next level and I think you know, 
the opportunity is presenting itself for me and it's fun and I like it and I want to do it and it's mm-hmm. like I need to make it a priority so it's cool that you've already yeah. that yeah I mean I think like there's kind of stages to this, right? Like there's the beginning where you're like, oh my God, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Everyone's already established and I'm never going to make it. There's that. Everyone starts like that. Yeah. And then there's like the, oh my God, like someone wants to work with me. I'm getting free stuff. This is so exciting stage. And then there's the starting to get partnerships and like maybe starting to make like your first bit of money and you're like, oh my God, like, okay, okay, I'm doing this. And then comes the part where you start to actually scale your business and refine your processes and figure out like, okay, like I can actually, this is a, this is a viable business. What do I need to do to take it to the next level? And yeah, it sounds like that's where you're at. And that's like kind of where I'm at too, um, is just like scaling this thing and figuring out like, okay, how do I balance this like side hustle, which like I know I'm doing really well at with like work, work, like, is it time to quit my job? Is it not? I don't know. Um, it's kind of like a personal thing, I think, like figuring out what like what your business needs and like how you're going to get to where you want to be. Yeah. And it's for me because I work full time and I have so many other things I want to do. <laughs> like I know I could take it to the next level, but I have so much shit on my plate, but I would want to do this like as a side hustle. And like how much time do you dedicate like a specific like Mm -hmm. day-to-day like hourly thing or just like it comes when it comes like do you schedule time for it how do you balance your life and then this so um pre-covid I actually was doing this full-time so that was like you know I wasn't making the craziest amount of money but I was like staying I was sustaining myself as a business this way Obviously, a travel blog and COVID did not mix. (laughs) So, um, did you freak out when that happened? Yeah, a bit because, right? Like, suddenly in the span of like a month, all my bookings tanked, my traffic tanked because no one's Googling like what to do in Morocco when like the world is shut down, you know? So, I mean, yeah, it was really, it was really fucking stressful. Like, and I'm sure also it's wrong to even bring it up, the travel thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the time and the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, obviously, I'm like, there's zero complaint in that. Like, of course, there was more important shit going on in the world than like my dumb travel blog. But obviously, like, that did affect my business. Yeah. So I went back to freelancing full time. Um, and then I just kind of like, I got really busy with contracting and I like never went back to like taking blogging as seriously as I was before. And so, yeah, now I'm kind of trying to transition, um, back into scaling it to a point where I feel comfortable, like quitting work again. So I'm sorry, as far as your question about scheduling, um, I do a lot of freelance work at the moment, so I'm pretty busy. So I try to like block out my time 
And I think that's something that like anyone who works full time should also do. Like, Mm -hmm. just say, okay, I'm going to work on this for an hour every morning, an hour every evening or something. And then I have one day of the weekend. So usually that's Saturday where I just like focus on my blog. Um, And I think that that will start paying off. I mean, I'm sure like as you and everyone else know, there's like so, so much work that goes into scaling this. Like, yeah, for sure. You spend an hour on your Instagram every morning if you're trying to grow your Instagram. Mine's not even active right now because I've been focused on my blog, but like you spend, you know, an hour a day on Instagram minimum. Yeah. Then you have to write your blog content. You have to do like Pinterest management because that's really key for scaling your blog. You've got to go back through your old articles and make sure that they're optimized. You're checking your affiliate dashboards and like all your analytics and seeing like what's making money, what isn't, what do I need to change. You're checking your rankings in Google to see like how your posts are doing. Um, Then if you're working with brands, you've got to juggle all of your deliverables and your deadlines and creating content for that. So like it's basically like a full-time job on top of full-time work. So yeah, for sure. But I feel like if if it's something that makes you happy and at the same time you're getting money, why not? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like I'm... I'm happy to do it because it's something I really love. Like, and I think that's also maybe something we haven't touched on yet, but like if people are doing this just to make money, you're going to have a bad time. Right. Yeah. Like, it won't, it'll come off. That shit. Yeah. People eat through that shit. Yeah. And also like, you're going to quit. Like I know so many people who started a blog, maybe like within the past year or two, And then just, like, stopped after a few months because they realized, like, oh, like, I'm not – this is hard. Like, I'm not making money. I'm not having fun. Like, this isn't what I thought it would be. Like, you really have to like this kind of work if you want to succeed with this type of work because it is work. Yeah, and you have to keep on going, too, because you never know when your one post is going to get – I mean, like, it could be the next Mm -hmm. post right before you quit that could actually, like, make it worth it. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it'll take years for a post to rank. Like, maybe not once your site is a bit bigger, but, like, I, yeah, I recently had a post that I wrote, like, three years ago, finally start bringing in traffic. And I was like, oh, oh, my God, like, about time. (laughs) Like, I thought that one was never going to rank. Yeah. So... Yeah, but, it's a it's a yeah. slow game. But I also want to also like commend you on when I read the article. I like the way it was spelled out, like the way you talked about it. It felt very um like natural and not so like prof- you know like so like dry. It felt Thank like you. you were like <laughs> it resonated with me and it was very like specific. And a lot of people don't want to share things and I hate that shit. Because I feel like we can all learn together. And, like, I like that you gave people what they wanted. You gave me what I wanted in the moment. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I mean, that was the goal because I feel like so much of the time, like, useful content is put behind a paywall. And people are like, oh, you've got to sign up for, like, this thing or this thing. It's like I – 
I would like for everyone to have access to the same opportunities. And like, if you need something extra, then, you know, maybe I'll charge for that. But like, the idea is, I think there's space for everyone in the industry. And I'm not here to try to like, hoard what I've learned and like, keep it to myself. Like, I want everyone to succeed. So exactly. And that's also why I made the podcast was because there's so many things I like to talk about and I talk a lot on my social media like stories like on Instagram and like about random shit and like I always give advice so I'm like let's just with the people that are valuable and have insight on random things together let's talk about it because people want to know and people don't know who to ask and for me also like I'm always repeating the same thing over and over and I'll just be like listen to episode whatever (laughs) like you know what I mean yeah also like I'm always trying to help people and sometimes it's like too much sometimes when it's like the same shit over and over again so Mm -hmm. you definitely have inspired me to take it more seriously with the blogging because I do have like definitely it's not Mm -hmm. anything like where it should be I don't even really tell people about it (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's always a work in progress right like I feel like my blog is crap so the fact that you're like saying all this is like no it looks so good (laughs) thank you I mean it's that's how everyone feels though right that's like the the key point of this conversation is like we all think that we suck and like we're not like we're doing great yeah that's yeah for sure because people we see like the negative of like maybe Mm -hmm. we didn't stuff or this this, and that but other people don't see that so they're only seeing like what's on the surface yeah and and I think Maybe it's, this industry like draws in kind of like perfectionists because you can't like run your own business unless you have like a little bit of like hustle kind of spirit. Yeah. So I think we're like naturally inclined to just be like, I can do this better. <laughs> Why is it not better? Yeah. But I think that's that's good, like that we have that, but it's also bad because I feel like it might stop <laughs> us from, you know, reaching for more opportunities or believing in ourselves and mm-hmm. I think it's also good that like you don't have like 200,000 million followers like you can still make money if you care about it and if you put quality content because your pictures are like really good and like they're pretty but there's like (laughs) your blog has information that's valuable. Yeah and from like the beginning my whole point with like writing articles like in that vein is like to tell people you do not need 200,000 followers to make money from a blog you don't like you can have a thousand Instagram followers and a thousand blog hits and sure maybe you're not making full-time income but like you can be making money there is like no reason for you to think that like you can't make any money because you're small scale like there is value in your business you just have to find it and you have to sell it yeah never even like knew that blogging was still I just thought it was like mainly Instagram and like uh, TikTok, but mm-hmm. I thought you were telling me that blogs actually there's Mm-mm. a reason why they exist is giving me like inspiration to actually post because also another thing oh, is like sure. to traveling like you're more about like locations. My whole thing that I wanted to do was tips like on mm-hmm. minimalistic packing, like how I figured it out, how for so other people can feel inspired to like some people don't know anything at all they don't even know how to book yeah. it like they don't know how to pack they don't know like what they need so for me it's like I want to teach people how to travel 
you know, and like yeah. when you get there, where to go, what you need to see. And that was like my main thing, which I wanted to do and like saving money. So there's definitely, I don't really like competition, but it's like, we can all win and we're all, even if we have the same idea, we're not all going to do it the same way. Exactly. And yeah. have the same results also. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it is nobody else is going to do it the exact way that you do it. No one has the same perspective. No one has the same photos. Like it sounds super cheesy, but right. Like you're the only one of you. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's the value. And I absolutely do not think that blogging is dead. And I think it's hilarious when people try to say that <laughs> because like I make, I mean, it's, you know, again, not like a full-time income right now. It's not where I want it to be, but like I make definitely a significant amount of money from my blog every month. And like and, I've barely worked on my blog. <laughs> so <laughs> and also what we didn't really touch on, we, we can like wrap up soon, but um mm-hmm. the ad thing. Cause like ads, I have Google AdSense, but again, mm-hmm. like my blog is like nothing, <laughs> like zero. But <laughs> like you can already start having Google AdSense like right mm-hmm. away. And also affiliate marketing, they can also give you like their little whatever that's called the HTML for like their little, their own ads. And then you mm-hmm. click that, it goes to their thing. So you can already start that from the get go. Exactly. Like there's literally always ways for you to be making money. You just have to be strategic. So you can do like all of the above, right? Right from the start, you can have ads on your site. You can be writing content that's affiliate targeted. You can be pitching to brands. You can do all of this like while you're growing your account and then like maybe you only make 50 bucks a month for a few months cool that's still 50 bucks maybe in a few months that's 500 maybe in two years that's like five ten grand you know so it's it's the same process it's just it scales as your blog scales but the point is that you want to like have the right systems in place and like have the right strategy so that from the very beginning like you're you're making money yeah that's true and also i think people need to follow and pay attention to like what makes money and put more energy into that because it might not be mm-hmm. the thing you're passionate about but at the end of the day it's like do you want to make money <laughs> you know yeah like i don't always write things that i'm passionate about i write things that like i've researched and i know are going to make me money yeah. And I try to write it in a way that like sounds interesting to people and still sounds like me. But at the end of the day, yeah, it is a business. So of course, like you you want to make money. Yeah, for sure. I think this was a really amazing topic and definitely I think we should do other episodes expanding on other little yeah. things that are confusing to people, like SEO and more like detailed advice, but I think this helped me and I hope it inspires other people to actually like start because a lot of people ask me like, how'd you start the podcast? And I'm like, I just had the idea. And the only thing that stopped <laughs> me did it. <laughs> yeah, like, but some people are scared to do it. Like, I care about what people think. But more recently, I've recorded episodes on my own and like, I've just, I don't know, I still get nervous. And I think because more people are listening to it, I like freak out. And I like re-record episodes. I just delete them. Mm-hmm. Them are like four <laughs> long, and I overthink it. And I didn't do that in the past. 
but like I don't know what's happening to me but I just I don't know what it is something came it's over imposter me. syndrome you're <laughs> succeeding and you're like do I deserve this do I belong here like yes <laughs> the fact that you're succeeding means that you do belong there that's how I see it thank you right Cause, yeah because like you're doing great <laughs> thank you recently this brand reached out to me for um I guess super random emails like random shit sometimes they're good sometimes like they're not good and they're weird but <laughs> I don't know how I land yeah. on these PR things but it's always like interview with this book off the, this like author of like this thing or like mm. this medical shit and I'm like what the fuck I don't even know who you <laughs> like how'd you find me you guys don't even what the fuck but how'd you get my email <laughs> yeah, blocked <laughs> But this company, they reached out to me about making a perfume. And I, at first, I was like, oh. this is kind of random. Like, what's the cat? Any money? And, and they, I, like, created a scent. Like, you do a little, um, like, a quiz. And then they send you a sample. And I didn't pay for this at all. And actually, I was, like, very impressed when the thing came. And I made it. First of all, they reached out to me for, like, my main. But I'm like, why don't I just make it for the podcast and make it, like, a bad bitch you know, podcast thing. Like you mm -hmm. wear this, you're a bad bitch type of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like, it's actually pretty cool. And the scents smell really good. And I'm going to like um, go for another round of samples to make sure like, because they give you like a bottle and two little mini bottles. And I want to actually like make sure that the all the scents go well together and everything. So mm -hmm. it's pretty cool that like when you follow like your dreams or whatever, like the opportunities will come to you. Yeah. There's always like new doors that will open, like things that you didn't think even were possible. Like randomly I had this photographer reach out to me um, the other day on my Instagram and he was like, hey, like, would you be interested in like a content partnership? So like we're probably going to go to Hawaii in a couple months and like shoot some crazy underwater photos and like work oh, with some wow. resorts there. It's like, you okay, <laughs> why not? Cool. You just go with it, right? Like yeah aligned to the right thing and with the right intentions other people that are aligned with that are gonna find you and then mm -hmm. it's just meant to be yeah it all just kind of flows how it's supposed to and yeah, yeah it all works out and you just need to start that's like the main thing because yes. well they do come to me they're like how'd you do this how are you like not scared now I'm getting scared <laughs> before I, <laughs> I didn't care <laughs> But now I'm like, fuck, like, I don't know. I'm just like, I feel weird, but I'm really glad that you actually paid attention to me and responded to me and um, believed, yeah, of course. believed in me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> like, you're killing it. Thank You've you. You've got like so you. a great Instagram. You have a podcast. Like, thank you. From, Maybe like, my end, I think you're doing. Sorry. Maybe you should start a podcast. <laughs> I don't know I don't know see I'm scared to do that that's my thing I'm like oh my god would anyone listen <laughs> like, see, everyone is scared we just need to stop being scared yeah yeah that's really all it is just do the thing what's the worst that can happen that's exactly. how I see it exactly so thank you so much definitely for episodes if you would like and yeah people really want to know about like the ins and outs of what this is and like blogging and because blogging also means like anything like is it tiktok is it like <laughs> yeah. blogging youtube like you know there's so many things this is really good that we're promoting people to do what they want to do and to be creative and also we're two women that are 
we want to do in yep. sharing our life with people. And I think it's pretty good. So thank you so much. And definitely we'll have to plan the next episode. Yeah, that sounds great. Happy to continue the conversation. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening. I hope this was helpful. And yeah, thank you so much for hosting me. This was so fun. Yay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Okay, bye.